Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm Rocco Cinco Romero. David Starr. Support WrestleTalk. You are watching WrestleTalk. Congratulations, you got here. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. And please subscribe now. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support WrestleTalk. You go subscribe. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis here on a sweet, sweet Saturday. All the times we've had on this Saturday in the office, Pete. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've said a word to you, and I'm joined. By Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello. Hi. It's weird. I should be doing the intro. It's a Saturday show. It's my it's my thing, man. Yeah, I just big lead you. Yeah, I know. You really did. Walk in <laughs> with my massive testicles. <laughs> I've got them in front of Pete on the desk, resting there. It's true. What do you think that bump is? Because that mm. one's a testicle. Yeah. That, that one, I, I'm pretty sure, is a testicle. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other lump, mm-hmm. which is the size and shape of a chicken tower fillet meal from KFC. <laughs> Is that the first thing that came to your head? We just ordered one. So. <laughs> we had we had treats. We did, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've muscled your way in on a Saturday and just been like, I'm going to make all the videos in the world today. Yeah. Uh, and as a reward to yourself and also me, you made me go and get you a, a coffee and you bought us a KFC, so... A coffee that I paid for, Pete. You did. I made you get a coffee that <laughs> I paid for. Don't make it sound like... <laughs> you also got a coffee. I did, which was much more coffee than I wanted it to be, because I don't mm. really like coffee. So I wanted to get a mocha, because then at least it doesn't taste entirely like coffee, but it just tastes like coffee. I can't taste any chocolate in it whatsoever. I was very disappointed. Because you do have a sweet tooth. You're the Massively. only person in the office... Who drinks tea with sugar in? Yeah, and it's not just one sugar. It's two. It's two sugars. It's the correct way to have tea. When you drink your tea, mm. ha- what, do you notice differences from the people who make it for you? Yes. So, so please do elaborate. What's my tea like? Uh, your one's pretty good, I think. You don't have to say that, man. 
Honestly, it depends not just on the person, but how many they're making. Ah, because yeah, I think that's a good s- point. sometimes people will forget to either put the sugar in or they'll do different milk amounts if they're doing lots of teas and things like that. So it can vary. As people will see on the WrestleTalk YouTube channel today alone, mm. quantity has a direct effect on quality. <laughs> <laughs> awesome multi. I've been putting up <laughs> a lot of videos. And just a fit of panic. But the yeah. Uh, yeah, so what about what about Laurie's tea? Uh Laurie quite often forgets to put the sugar in, I will say that. Doesn't forget so, that. He told me. Um may- maybe he just does and he doesn't do enough. He, I don't know. He puts one sugar in for you. He told me the other day. I said, Oh, oh Pete wants two sugars, because we both went up to make tea. Yeah. And he went, Yeah, I'm trying to wean him off. <laughs> Laurie's trying to control my drinking habits. How dare he? Um, but anyway, mm. we've had, one, a productive day in the office today. But also, we had a fun night last night going yeah. to the Ring of Honor show. It was just a bit of a, a whirlwind day. It was, wasn't it? Dalton Castle and Matt Taven came into the office. Hijacked the show. Hijacked the show and pretty much the whole afternoon mm-hmm. for us. And there were a few scheduling issues, yep. which is a nice way of saying they were really late. Quite late, yes. But they were they were lovely. <laughs> it was really cool to see them. It was. Um, so that's... Sh- should we, like, schedule that episode to go up later? Because we didn't do the, yeah. the podcast for then. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a an awkward listen. Oh, yeah. It's very visual, which yeah. isn't great audio content. But there are there is a lot of it that's very funny that's just audio. So yes. I feel like it's still worth it. To do as a podcast form, I feel because I feel like a lot of the humour comes from Matt Taven just sitting there with his top off, yes, from halfway through the video, yes, and me just flipping between, oh my god, what's happening, and then going, you know what, I'm going to go with it, yeah, but then the dread pulls me back, just <laughs> oh my god, uh, structure, <laughs> uh, crap gimmicks. I had so much research. <laughs> But like, I get really nervous meeting anyone with any kind of name value. Yeah, and I did. It's just like, uh, you know, you just sort of trip. I I trip myself up. I, I mm. get obsessed with it. So I was. I've been thinking about this since Tuesday. Writing down <laughs> notes. I had a whole thing about Roosh mm-hmm. and how it was the Roosh match with Castle, where Castle turned heel, and then yeah. Roosh six months later beat Taven, which is sort of what prompted Taven's babyface turn. Mm-hmm. What an interesting parallel. Never got to speak to them about it. Doesn't matter. The whole morning we were talking about people, wrestlers getting really in shape after injuries. Yeah. They both had really serious injuries. And what a, what an interesting discussion point to have with actual wrestlers. Yeah. No. Don't get to talk about any of that. No, it doesn't matter. I tried. You did try. It was really fun, though. It I, was I wouldn't have changed it for, for anything. Hilarious. Uh, you pro- probably, even in audio format, you can probably hear me laughing off yeah, camera. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself sometimes. It was very funny. Um, but yeah, and then we had the Ring of Honor show. And at, that night, we went to go see them perform. I thought it was a cracking show. I thought it was really, really fun. I didn't realize how much I love Ring of Honor. mm um, and that that's going to sound like, oh, yeah, you had the wrestlers in the office yesterday and then you went to the crowd. Yeah, sure, sure. After the last six months of making fun of Mega Ran, <laughs> you certainly love Ring of Honor, Ollie. But it's honestly true. I They were my they were my American indie, my first. Yeah. Uh, because I, I was telling Pete yesterday, I 
that 2010 period of WWE. I was WWE and TNA. TNA weren't an indie, I would class them as. And I, I you know, I fell out of both of them because they were awful in 2010. Um, and that's when I got into Ring of Honor and Progress launched, I think, the year after. So those were my, those were the two threads that really introduced me to, I would argue, modern wrestling. Um, and I, I was obsessed with Ring of Honor mm. for, for years. And it wasn't until the second match where the first, like, uh, it was Jay Briscoe came out. He mm-hmm. was the first guy from that era yeah. on the show. And people started slamming on the metal barricades. And it, I was like, holy moly, I love Ring of Honor. <laughs> I forgot about this promotion, yeah. really. I've kind of written it off. So, yeah, it was really, really cool. It was. And just from, I mean, not to throw shade at any of the other UK promotions or, or things that we see, but Ring of Honor, I thought there was quite a clear level of not just production value, because they've got all the TV stuff, but also just the structure of the show. Mm-hmm. The wrestling was so crisp. Yeah. It was, and I love British independent wrestling, but, you know, these are the Yanks with big time money from Sinclair. Mm-hmm. They do this at a, a much higher level from just a production perspective. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was really, really great. What was your favorite match? Ooh, uh, I think it was probably uh, Hendry versus Taylor for the TV title. I thought that was an awesome match. That was so, so fun. Because I had actually never seen Shane Taylor wrestle before. Um, So that was an interesting experience in and of itself, mainly because he's a fantastic heel. Good God, he's awesome. Uh, And seeing, obviously, our boy Joe Hendry have a match is always great. They're both Um, our boys. Yeah, I know. They're both our boys. One's really good at beer pong. Um, So then, yeah, seeing them both wrestle was great. And having all the interactions that they had with the fans, there was one particularly vocal uh, group of fans that were mouthing off to Shane Taylor. Uh, So as recompense for that, pretty sure Shane Taylor told Hendry, yeah, just whip me really hard into this barricade exactly where they're sitting. And he just went full speed into the thing, like collapsed the barrier onto these fans that were just bad-mouthing him. It was so funny. And then Hendry got the pop because he's the one that did it. It was was so fun. It was genius. He managed to uh, sort of ruin those people's experience. No, no, they actually loved it. But, you know, like he got to... Get rough with them, I suppose. Inconvenience them. Inconvenience them. Yeah. Which is fun. Yep. While making the other guy look at it. It just it ticked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. There was a brilliant moment when Shane Taylor just walked past them at one point and they, they started yelling something at him. And he just turned around and went, your mum. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the lamest insult, but when mm-hmm. it's coming from Shane Taylor, it just sounds so cool. He So I saw him, I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year at Rev Pro. You know, I've, I've been watching him in Ring of Honor on and off for a couple of years. Mm. And he he's always been good. You know, he's Shane Taylor. He's just a, a, a really unique heavyweight mm-hmm. uh, in, in sort of that mid-card picture. And now he's a TV champion for Ring of Honor. The world. The TV world champion. TV champion, yeah. But this this time, it's like he's transformed. It feels like he'd, he'd been on tour, you know, with like how the young <laughs> lions get sent on tour and they come back with this amazing character. Mm-hmm. Shane Taylor promotions. Yep. The mouthing off to the crowd. Yeah, he's fantastic. He was amazing, yeah. Uh, so, someone at the start did a, a chant, which I think is mildly racist. Uh, some, someone started chanting sexual chocolate at him. 
so then he turned around and he goes, yeah, that's what your girl called me last night. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, you're so good, Shane. Zing. I love you. It was great. He He's awesome. Hendry was awesome. They had a really good match on top of that as well. So, yeah, I thought that was great. Also, we got to see PCO do a moonsault. Oh, what? God. <laughs> Look, Laurie described it as a moonsault where you went, I'm going to hit this. <laughs> I am going to hit it. Yep. And boy, did he. Uh, my my neck might not survive. <laughs> because he he went down and, oh, my God, his his skull was centimetres away from the mat. Like, he, he barely got all the way round. I know. But he's the most over person in the company, I would oh, say. God, it was, everyone was so into him. How old is PCO? It's just a remarkable Datsun, career. Datsun looked that up yesterday. I, I won't say it because I know the answer, but... Yeah, he's old. Well, I knew I knew he was fifty. He's fifty-one. Yeah, so uh, he'll turn fifty-two on the thirtieth of December. Wow! Uh, so it's just a remarkable career resurgence. Uh, of course, he used to wrestle in, in the Quebecers for WWF, and now he's credit to Ring of Honor. He's not got long left in him, especially no. if he wrestles like this. Yeah, but he is the hottest person in the company. So at the biggest show of the year, final battle. He's fighting for the title. Yeah. It's a, gr- it's a great champ. I love it. Um, anyway, we should get on to the main portion of this show. We actually talk about SmackDown and all that. Ugh, uh, don't I know. Have, don't yeah. talk about Ring of Honor. Uh, so let's get on to the main show where we're going to be talking about how WWE are botching Crown Jewel. Here's the show. I uh, I watched, uh, usually I watch SmackDown on Mondays now, and usually I only watch the YouTube clips. (laughs) So, what what joy it was. Don't peel back the curtain, Ollie. What joy it was to tune into a full episode Mm. of SmackDown with all the stuff that they deem not worthy to put up as clips. Mm -hmm. And I must say, this was the go home show to Crown Jewel. I cannot wait. For that Brock Lesnar-Rey Mysterio match. (laughs) They are building that Lesnar-Mysterio match so well. Mm -hmm. How he attacked Dominic, of course, Rey's son. Mm -hmm. How Rey's been walking around cutting promo after promo after promo with a sling on. And yeah, Brock Lesnar F5'd Dominic's godfather. I don't know who that guy is. On to Dominic. I'm just like, oh, I cannot wait for Ray to get his revenge here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know if I'm missing anything on SmackDown, uh, um, just because I haven't been watching it in full. Don't think so. I think I think there's only, the only minor, tiny little thing you're missing there is that it's actually Brock versus Cain Velasquez. He's not actually facing Rey Mysterio. He's Cain Velasquez. Exactly. Is he the godfather guy? Yeah. He's that dude who just hangs about. So, they had a... That they, they, they Rey Mysterio and Cain Velasquez, wild card, wild card, uh, came out for a promo segment on this show. Before that, they did a really good video package mm-hmm. for them. They had uh, that like those shots of UF from their UFC fight, how Brock was legitimately scarred, that busted open cheek, it's really really brutal stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well that that makes me excited to see a rematch. And then it cuts to the ring, and it's Ray talking about what Brock Lesnar did to Ray and Dominic. And even if Kane is Dominic's real-life godfather, which do you think he is? I don't know. It could be a I shoot. D- I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems very convenient. Yes, That's all it does. I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it might totally be true. 
But even if it is true, it's coming off to me as a little bit phony. Yeah. And I, yeah, it just, the Kane-Brock match could have just been them staring off with a bit of UFC context. The whole Ray soap opera storyline isn't needed for that. And it's much better at building Mysterio Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, legit. Like, I, after this, I loved this Lesnar beatdown angle that he did with Dominic. I thought it was awesome. But the problem still remains that I want to see Mysterio get the revenge, not Mysterio get his revenge via Cain Velasquez. That's too, it's too convoluted a story. If you have a father and son, that's a, that's a direct link. Even if it's son and godfather, that's a link. But when you have the actual father right there, it's, it's not quite the same. So I don't know why they're opting to go the route of he did a bad thing to Dominic when you've got the entire UFC history right there to use. And they're partially using it in video packages and they're not talking about it any other time. Yeah. It's a and, very strange mix. And Ray is such a good promo these days. He's great, isn't he? He's knocking it out the park. But I'm so empathetic for him. He's just, he's probably one of WWE's best baby faces right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, agree with that. I can't even think of a someone who could touch him, actually. Um, you know, because Ch- Chad Gable, I will not use was, his other name. Yeah, I was about to say is, Gable. He's really good when he's in the ring, but he's so weighed down with other gimmicks at the moment. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Rey Mysterio might be WWE's best baby face, and we're not getting to live through his revenge story, which I think is a really big misstep. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I want to see... I feel like Kane is a stepping stone. Yeah, to Lesnar Mysterio. To the big match yeah. of Lesnar Mysterio. Yeah, I, I don't know where they're going with this, and mm. I don't know why they've chosen to do this. If they are building to, like, a Mysterio-Lesnar match at Survivor Series or something, that's cool. Why is Cain Velasquez there? I, 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 it seems like an unnecessary extra step to take because Cain Velasquez should be the bigger match, but now you've built this bigger match of Mysterio-Lesnar... I don't know why you'd then take the extra step to have... Ke- I, it's just really convoluted. Yeah, like, well, obviously Velasquez and Lesnar is the box office match. Yeah. But Ray and Brock, that's that's the actual story. That's the emotional story. And I, I tend to get more invested in that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, yeah, it's it's not that effective. But what no. happened here was Rey Mysterio came down. He, he started to cut a really good promo, as he has been doing. And Heyman and Brock appear on the Titantron... And Heyman says how Brock's been busy. Show him what he's been busy with, Brock. And Brock holds up Dominic's God, lifeless I wish, body. God, I wish it was that quick. Jeez. Oh, I didn't mind how they drew this out. Uh, I thought it went too long. Because as soon as he was like, he's got other things to do. And I was like, oh, sure, yeah, business, business, business. They're just trying to make an excuse as to why Lesnar can't go to the ring. Sure, whatever. Yeah, and he then he was totally there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I was just like, oh, they're, yeah, they're trying to make an excuse for it. And then he said, I wonder where he is doing his stuff. And I was like... Oh, he's beating up Dominic because he was backstage. Okay. And then he said, oh, you're not going to guess that? Well, maybe whom he's been doing his business to or why he's been doing it. I was like, just show us the thing. I get it. But eventually it was a cool reveal and he just yeah. pulls up Dominic and he's like, look, I've beaten up your son. Lol. And then Ray and Kane immediately run backstage. Ad break comes back. They're checking on him in a trainer's room and Brock just walks in. With a trash can, which was great. Annihilated both of them. Bonk, bonk. <laughs> it was great. And then he uh, he kicks Cain Velasquez while he's down. Mysterio dives in from out of nowhere. Lesnar just catches him and F5s him into a wall. I was like, 
Oh, that looks awesome. That was amazing. Was that great. was really, really. I, I almost preferred that F5 into a wall yeah. than the the other this the other the one other that one that happened, it. which was then he picked up Cain Velasquez and delivered an F5 from Velasquez onto Dominic, who was still lying on the training room table. It was great. That was great stuff. Yeah, re- brilliant. It was a really good beatdown that made me want to see Ray versus. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. It was so good for something that they're not doing. Like, if, uh. you, if you just showed someone that clip, mm-hmm. Kane does just look like a stand-in. He's like, a, he's, it, he's just someone who's there yeah. to, to fill in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. It, he looked like, at best, Rey Mysterio's bodyguard. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's the big match that they're building to at Crown Jewel. Concerned family member number three. <laughs> just there, looking. <sighs> We did get a bit later on, though. Yeah, but thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts and prayers. prayers. <laughs> uh, the, the bit later on was sort of... It was after the entrances for the main mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Just cuts backstage. Kane is there. Velasquez, not Big Red Machine. Not Big Red Machine, Looking Kane. very angry. Mm. And he yelled in Spanish, which I think is a wise move. Uh, even when he was yelling in Spanish, I don't think it was that believable an emotion. Yes. Uh, but... He, it was translated as, I'm going to kill you. And he just said that over and over again. Cool. Yeah, it was mm. fine. I, I still don't, I don't buy it, honestly. And like, you don't need to have an emotional storyline for Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar. Totally. You just don't. And they, <laughs> they've told us already what the UFC story is. So why do you need to throw in the wrench that is Rey Mysterio and Dominic? They've overthought it, which is Way classic WWE. And now that undermines the Velasquez Lesnar match mm-hmm. because it's it's muddied what the story is here and who is the the true affronted. Yeah. Um but that wasn't the only thing that they sort of failed to build to oh, because yeah. we also had uh Firefly Funhouse. So this is I guess it's kind of the go home angle, but you could also have one on Raw because yeah. Seth is on Raw. Lesnar Velasquez. This presumably is the go home angle because it's on SmackDown. Uh but it was the return of the Firefly Funhouse. Corey Graves set this up that Bray's been rebuilding the Funhouse for the last two weeks since it was burnt down by Rollins. I hate that. Do you think this was always the plan, or do you think they course corrected on seeing the backlash that one to the Funhouse <laughs> being removed? The latter, yeah. Mm. I think they burnt it down and they were like, oh, no, we should probably bring that back. But then they just brought it back in a really lazy way. They were like, oh, well, it's back. Yay! It was it was never gone, really. Yeah. They did a quick recap saying, oh, look, look, it was burnt down two weeks ago. But he's rebuilt it, and it's here. But there was no sign of, like, oh, it's been burnt down previously. There wasn't really any changes. The pictures were slightly askew. I think that was the only Whoa. thing I could see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then they had, like, the, the consequences of the burning it down mm. was that Ramblin' Rabbit had died. And they were holding a little funeral for Ramblin' Rabbit and... Huskus was saying that he introduced him to carrot cake and stuff like that. And then uh, Bray Wyatt says, oh, it's going to be an open casket. Opens up this little box, which has like a disfigured little rambling rabbit in it, which looked pretty gross. Yeah, it looked like a, just a, a horrible bit of meat. Yeah. Didn't it? Wasn't great. But he picked it up with the heel glove. Very important. Ah. Picked it up with the heel glove. I didn't see that. I know. That's uh, so well thought out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
picked him up with the heel glove and just said, I don't know, going to miss you, buddy, or whatever he said. Uh, I think it was something along the lines of, I never told you how much I loved you. That's right. Mm. That's the one. Never told you how much I loved you. He gave the weird disfigured meat finger kiss which the crowd genuinely because the crowd weren't that into this you could no. hear them chattering in the background at one point a lot of people just started going woo yeah which implies that someone in, yeah someone in the crowd just started doing woo and loads of people joined in because Bray Wyatt's character the funhouse thing has lost a lot of the momentum it had oh massively so but when he kissed the meat yeah that it got everyone in and everyone was like, that's gross, man. Yeah. Uh, but then there were some noises started coming from the meat and he put it back down on the table, then transition and ram them rabbits back alive again. Uh, and he was like, hey, I'm back. And Bray's like, oh, you're safe here and all that stuff. Mm. So the consequences of Seth burning it down, which was Random Rabbit had died. Now no consequences could Random Rabbit's back alive. And then that wasn't even mentioned. He was like, oh, well, that's all the time we've got. See you at Crown Jewel. That's your build for the Universal yeah. title match. Like, what? What are you building to? All you've built there is Ramblin' Rabbit's recovery and nothing else. That's not about Bray Wyatt. That's not about Seth Rollins. It's not about the Universal title. It's not about Crown Jewel. What have you built? There was no... Fo- it was it was no real follow-up. Yeah. Because Ramblin' Rabbit has died, like, seven times already. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, uh, Dave Meltzer has some sort of issue with. He always makes fun of that. But I'm like, no, it's... You know, this is in the vein of Kenny dying in the early South Park series, yeah. every episode. I like that Ramblin' Rabbit always dies and yeah. just comes back to life. It's a funny gag. But, you know, that's that's the thing. Like, if he stayed dead, you'd be like, oh, okay, so this is going to actually cause some motivation for The Fiend to, mm-hmm. to give some more intrigue into the, the, mat, the rematch. Mercy eats Rambling Rabbit mm-hmm. while he's saying bye at the end. And like, oh, Mercy. <laughs> and so I guess, like, you know, you can say Rabbit's dead again. But that, it, it was played for laughs as opposed mm-hmm. to seriousness. There was no fiend flashes here. There was, there was no character development. And nah. if you burn down the Firefly Funhouse... That is a significant moment in the development of a character. That should be a turning point. It should it should have some consequence or impact on how they conduct themselves going forward. Look at when Randy Orton burnt down the Sister Abigail's ashes and the old compound. Yeah. Like that, it wasn't a good direction of character after them, but they did change the character up. Yeah. So this was this this was a real bad follow up. It was, and it did not build Crown Jewel at all. So it stinks of just a rush job. These weren't the original plans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although I did like when Rambling Rabbit did come back alive. He said uh, that Hell had a muscle man in a suit who just kept firing him, <laughs> which is of course a reference to the Vince McMahon puppet that we've already yeah. seen in the Funhouse series. So yeah, not not good builds to Crown Jewel. Not at all. This is the SmackDown Go Home show. Granted, we've got a Raw to go, but with SmackDown now being the A show, this is essentially like the la- what used to be the last Raw mm. before a pay-per-view. We'd, sure, we'd still have a SmackDown to go, but most of your stuff should be done by this show. So I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know what... what, what I don't know what they're building. Yeah. Because they're not... Building to Crown Jewel. They've got their names. They've got their matches. They've already got their money. So they should be building all these massive matches that they've got lined up. But instead, we're building nothing or building the wrong thing. 
and I'm very confused as to what they're doing, and I don't know whether this leads into Survivor Series or beyond. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think they're just booking the wrong stuff. Yeah, I guess. It's, I, I guess if we, we'll come on to the other ones. We've got Hogan and Flair, which was built effectively, I guess. Strowman and Fury, but Fury wasn't there. Like we said, Lesnar, the better feud is with Mysterio, but not Velasquez. Mm-hmm. And Rollins and Fiend is just, just a dead feud now. Uh, yeah. But they could do something on Raw. It just it, it felt like another phoned-in episode of SmackDown. Like, yeah. oh, we're just trying to get... Like, we've had the draft, but we've got to get past Crown Jewel. But then once we're past Crown Jewel, oh, then we've got to get past Survivor Series. And then we can start properly building stories through to Royal Rumble. Yeah. So it's I, it's... It's it's not promising for the next month period, which which is a bit disheartening. It always seems like every every show that they're doing, every big pay per view or big event that they have, mm. it always feels like a roadblock rather than the thing they're supposed to be building for. Yeah, it was like we've got our weekly show. Oh, and I guess we've got a pay per view to do as well. <laughs> I guess. When that should be the focus, you should be doing that more than anything else. It. It's baffling. I don't understand. I feel like they're that, like that for their TV as well. Oh, we've got a TV to do. <laughs> yeah. oh, and a pay-per-view. They're just very reluctant to do anything, mm. I think, is the, is the problem. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Um, Venom Kitetsu said, been a busy week, just want to say hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, Bite Gaming said, I gotta tell someone so y'all are first. Uh, I picked out the ring I'm gonna propose to my girlfriend early oh. next year. Wow. Well done. That's rad. Well, wow. congratulations in advance, I guess. Hope she says yes. <laughs> yeah. None of us here are engaged, so that's like, good, good on you. <laughs> you suck. Uh, Master Like 27. Um, would love to see Randy Andy Datsun in a Hell in a Smell type punishment. <laughs> By the way, you are awesome. I don't watch WWE anymore. Just your reviews. Thanks. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Hell in a Smell is, though. Hell in a <sighs> Smell is kind of what's going on in my shirt right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, what? Can you smell me? Totally. Are you serious? <laughs> the look of panic on your face is so good. But you, because I can, you know, when you're you're aware of your own. I should have showered this morning, mm-hmm. but I just didn't because mm-hmm. I was tired. Mm-hmm. So now I'm 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 on edge <laughs> that I do smell. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Nope. Podcast okay. listeners, he's trying to. Can, can, this how, ca- how about now? Just I just want to see. No. Don't get too close. Nope. Just the nope. distance. Nope. Well, I think I don't smell. This is I'm... bad. Bad audio content, Ollie. Anywho. I need smell-o-vision. <laughs> Wilson Simons says, uh, what if Random Rabbit starts to want to die to get out of the funhouse, but he can't. He's infinitely trapped in the funhouse and he starts to go mad. That's an interesting way of looking at it, actually. Mm. That, that sort of gives some reason why he... But it, I, he's, it's not like he's committing suicide. No. It's other things that are killing him. Yeah. Uh, but that, that would be... Like, maybe he's like, I can't... Later on down the line, he gets to that point where he's like, I can't take it anymore because I keep dying. Yeah. So I am going to kill myself. I mean, it's it's pretty... That's a heavy topic. Heavy storyline. But WWE has done that storyline before Mm -hmm. as a joke with one of their referees. Yeah. uh, Which was funny. Mm. It's, It's in bad taste, but... Sometimes bad taste stuff can be funny, I, I I would argue. Yeah. But then, like, Rabbit would it, would... it would be really heavy and dark because he'd just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, a whole new level of horror. That yeah. There is no escape. Exactly. It's like Groundhog Day, mm. but forever. Um, William Boo Jood. Wow, that was a horrible pronunciation of that name. <laughs> uh, Kofi is definitely turning heel after that roll-up. I'm still not over that squash. Hopefully it's leading somewhere. Much love from Montreal. We should have titled this video, Kofi Heel Turn Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not do that after last week. Um, oh, we'll be talking about that later in the show. Uh, we have some thoughts. Uh, Jay Patel uh, said, "How was the Ring of Honor show last night? How cool was Gresham's mask? And oh. how was the scramble? And how was scramble match good? <laughs> did Rampage have a good showing? He did our boy Rampage. He was awesome. And our boys Dalton Castle and, and Matt, Matt Taven, Taven and, and Joe Hendry and Shane Taylor. Yeah. Everyone was. Everyone's our boys, basically. It was." A really, really good show. It, it was, was excellent. I loved every single match. My match of the night was Colt Cabana Flamita, actually. I thought it was excellent. Oh, that was a great match. Yeah, Started yeah, off yeah, yeah. out and out comedy. And you just, you never saw it change, but by the end, you're on the edge of your seat as this really serious fight. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, where did it switch? Yeah. Where did it change from this, you know, comedy spots to serious wrestling match? That's Colt Cabana. That's he is a he is a craftsman mm-hmm. in that sort of stuff. 
Uh, but yeah, Rampage had an excellent showing. Uh, he's got, obviously, Ring of Honor have, uh, I think they're in Newport tonight mm-hmm. and Bolton tomorrow night. So That's if you, right. I really recommend you go. Jonathan Gresham's ring gear. Oh, so cool. It's like this Cthulhu mask thing. Mm-hmm. And he's got one long octopus squid arm. Oh, so cool. So, so cool. Love Gresham. Big Gresh. Uh, we'll do the last one for now before we get on with the main show. Uh, Joe Libro said Brock versus Batista would be a better match. They have history, and Batista is good friends with Ray, and we never got Brock versus Batista yet. I. It's not a match that, like, you know, dream matches jumps out at me. Doesn't excite say. me immediately. No. I think, it, I think that's the kind of match where you could have this story of the revenge for wronging someone, take out Dominic, and just have. Lesnar destroys Rey Mysterio, mm. and then Batista's like, he's my friend, I will get you back for that, Brock versus Batista, and then you have that kind of story. That works here. Yeah. You don't need that story for Velasquez, I'd say. I think Batista's definitely retired, though. He's, you know, he's, he's, an, he's a serious actor now. Yes, yeah. that he is. SmackDown itself kicked off with Miz TV, which was actually Miz TV just intro- Miz just introducing a Hogan and Flair promo. Yeah, and everyone was already in the ring. Yeah, apart from the Raw guys. Yes, that who was were nice actually on detail. Raw because yeah. continuity, <laughs> crazy. Um, the so is Chad Gable's ring gear. This is new, isn't oh, it? Oh God, yeah, yeah, it's new. So Shorty G. Mm-hmm. Is now dressed in in like a sort of college basketball, basketball yeah. outfit, sort of yeah. And it just makes it, lo- him it look. looks a little bit too big for him as well, which I assume is part of the joke. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> he, he looks, looks childish. He looks he he's one backwards cap away mm. from being poochy. <laughs> and that's a real shame because you know he's fantastic he he naturally gets over with the crowd he's got this brilliant empathy uh but yeah the, this it's like they're doing everything in their power to derail him i know and he's still getting over despite that because he's awesome yeah um yeah so this started off also jimmy hart was there no introduction, never mentioned, he's just there. That's a real shame, because Jimmy Hart's a hell of a promo. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it would have been nice to hear him on the megaphone. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan cut promos back and forth at each other. Ric Flair says Saudi Arabia again, <laughs> twice. Which I don't think he was meant he to do. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. No, he, yeah, he's, they, they say, don't say Saudi Arabia, Rick. He's like, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so anyway. it's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they cut some promos back and forth. It was whatever. I'm gonna let me tell you something, brother. Woo, etc. Well, I thought Flair and Hogan's bits were really good. And I thought they were Cor- fine. Corbin was great. Corbin's fantastic. Uh, Love Corbin. But then it did just become my turn to speak. My turn to speak. And there's yeah. eight people in the ring, mm-hmm. so it was very choreographed and staged. Yeah. Uh, Chad Gable's promo. He's <sighs> a good promo, but the stuff he was given was, you know, it's like awkwardly step into the limelight. Here's my character piece. I have, I, you know, I. what did he say? I've I accepted myself. myself. I've accepted who I am. Yeah. 
And it's just as nonsense as the ricochet superhero, superhero stuff. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I saw a uh, a tweet from um, our Felix Finch, who works on Wrestling with Regret. And I thought this as well when I first watched. It. He said that promo that he's cutting. It sounds like someone who's coming out. It sounds like someone who's coming out as like that's gay or something point. like that. Yeah. Uh, or or some, so that's you take that exact wording that he's using and put it in a different context, and that's exactly what it would be. I'm like, that's exactly what I thought as well, and I don't think that's what they're going for. But I think that's just a, a happy coincidence. And it's like if someone wants to read into that and like take that as their own lesson, that's cool. I I don't want to give WWE credit for actually writing that kind of story though. No, what what's happened there is Vince McMahon obviously really like. I think he genuinely likes Chad Gable. That that's the reports backstage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're sure. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You can still get over. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, 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 no. It, it's fine. We know he can get over. And yeah. it's like, no, stop being nice to him. He's short. <laughs> but don't worry, Chad. You can do it. And that's what the, that's reflected in these promos. Luckily, Chad did get some of the shine back. Mm-hmm. Because when it was just about to disintegrate into a brawl, he goes, let's punch some faces, boys. <laughs> Which I thought was cool. It's, it's I ge- genuinely line. thought that was really good. Yeah, it's great. It, it did sound weird, though, to hear Gable saying all this stuff about, I've accepted who I am, I'm Shorty G, all that stuff, and Ali standing next to him, who's basically the same height. <laughs> there's, like yeah, an, yeah. there's like an inch difference between them. And he's like, oh, I know I'm so short. It's like, he's right there. They're yeah. the same height. Oh, it, it just annoys me. that Ga- it, it annoys me that Gable's been given this gimmick. When he's not even the shortest guy on the roster, he's not even the shortest guy on this show. Mysterio is there later. Yeah. Why isn't he? Sh- <laughs> why isn't he Shorty M? Like, Pequeño. Just, yeah, Pequeño M. Why isn't he that guy? Just it just annoys me. Anyway, um, like you said, choreographed promos back and forth. Hogan then says, well, since there's three of us and there's three of you, Brother. how about a little tease of the Crown Jewel match, three on three? And Zayn says, we'll think about it, and walks away. And then eventually he's like, yeah, all right. Except not me, because I, I strained my neck on the flight over. So instead, we're going to have this guy. And out comes Cesaro. Mm. I was like, ah, oh, Cesaro, cool. I get to see a match with Cesaro. That's good. Um, and then they have a big schmoz. He comes straight down, walks past everyone, and just starts brawling with Roman Reigns, which is cool. Really cool. Cesaro's new look is excellent. It's great, it? isn't it? just looks like this European badass athlete mm-hmm. like he looks like a proper athlete the way he carries himself I know, I know that's that sounds like i'm undermining everyone else but i mean more like a like he feels like an olympic person who's going around to do track and field you know <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah. it, it totally works yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah this i the sammy Zayn stuff is obviously i'm not going to be there next week yes because he probably he won't travel to go yeah. yes um, then the, the New Day were walking backstage. They had Xavier Woods on FaceTime. Nice touch. Really nice touch. Yep. Uh, a little graphic saying WWE passed 50 million subscribers this week. How, cool. What, why can't we pass 50 million <laughs> subscribers? Help us out. Give they us a subscribe. They turned way more heel than we did. That's true. You know what it is, though? What you were saying earlier, it's all about the amount of videos we put out. They put out, like, seven different clips from every show they do, mm. plus backstage interviews. That's, a good That's point. what we've got to do. We've yeah. just got to put out two-second videos just constantly and just flood everyone's subscription boxes, and that will make everyone love us. Excellent. I'm going to do that. Yep. Strategy it's for what next happens. week. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, then we got, this is what the New Day were coming out to the ring for. Ugh. The New Day versus Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, which I was taken aback by because this was an actually pre-announced match mm-hmm. and it was happening. So I was like, okay, this will be a fun match. They've actually had a pretty good streak of doing stuff that's been advertised, apart mm. from that face-to-face interaction between yeah. Lesnar and Velasquez that didn't happen. Um, this was so the, the, the looming spectre of the largest tag team turmoil match to determine the World Cup for the best tag team in the world in nice. the background. Uh, but I thought, okay, we're going to get a good 10-minute match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fool. Yeah. Uh, why, why would I ever think that? Because they cut backstage, the B team are shown watching, um, then... There's other stuff that happens, like Lucha House Party is shown backstage, watching mm-hmm. later on. Yep. And then about a minute, two minutes in, Kofi just gets rolled up by Dolph Ziggler. And that's it. And he just loses. Like, there, there wasn't, like, a big distraction. There wasn't an interference. It was just Biggie was there, and he got taken out by... Uh, he, he uh, Who was it? Bobby Roode hit a spinebuster on Big E. So then Kingston came in, did a little springboard thing, and hit Roode out of the ring. And then Ziggler just rolled him up. And won. Kingston didn't lose because he got distracted or there was interference. He just lost because he's bad. I I could have sworn that, that Ziggler had the tights. There was none of that. There was no cheating. It was just roll up. Yeah. It And like... There, there are so many layers of bad to this. Just in the immediate term, mm-hmm. the New Day have a SmackDown tag title match against the Revival on next week's episode. Mm-hmm. A match they're either they're going to win those titles soon. Yeah, it might be next week. It might be Survivor Series. I would imagine it's between those two dates. It's going to happen, I think, uh, because the Revival are. Obviously, just riding out a contract, oh, yeah. and WWE want to bury them before they go out. But why are they do? Why would you have Kingston and Biggie lose when they, it doesn't matter? You yeah, could just have them beat Rude and Ziggler, and then why have Kofi lose? Mm-hmm. Why not have Biggie rolled up? It's still bad, but it's better than just having Kingston rolled up. And then, like. I guess their methodology is, well, you won't remember because all it's the angle afterwards that you'll remember because then the revival quickly run down, start brawling with the New Day, then come down heavy machinery, the faces stand tall. It's just like, look at all these tag teams. They're all going to be in the crown jewel largest tag team turmoil match. Yeah. But I, they completely misjudged that because nobody is talking about that. They're all talking about how Kofi just a couple of weeks ago, was the WWE champion on SmackDown, had that amazing run. Well, he had a run where he was booked very strongly, but never really at the top. But he had an amazing win. We were all very invested in him. But this is just so transparently, WWE never cared about Kofi. He was just a placeholder to appease us before they did that actual wrestling show, which is when SmackDown moved to Fox and Brock could just beat him for the championship. Yeah, I I hate to say that I called it as soon as Kofi lost the title. I was like, he's just going to go straight back to where he was. He's just another member of the New Day mm. who is just a mid-carder. He's just, an, he's just a guy now. There's nothing special to him yeah. anymore, despite all of that work that they did to make him feel like a big deal. 
all of that stuff, all the gauntlet matches, all of the amazing booking that they had, how well protected he was during his title run, all of that just went with Lesnar, and now he's just a guy in a few with Dolph Ziggler again, because that's what Kofi does. Which is insane, because he's at the start of the SmackDown opening credits. Very highly featured. Yeah, that. that that opening credit sequence, he's like the first guy who pops up in that giant blue auditorium with all the blue people, like Eiffel 65. Da-da-dee, da-da-dee, da-da-dee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and SmackDown lacks top stars. That's something I noticed in the main event. It was only Roman Reigns, really, who can say, well, he's, he's, a, le- he's a legit main eventer. But even then, like you know, that's a, a bit of a stretch in the grander scheme of history mm-hmm. when you look at people like The Rock and Stone Cold and whatnot. And the two people at ringside being Hogan <laughs> and Flair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the to, to not use Kofi to fill in some of that lacking main event star power and put him immediately back, like you said, in the tag division, in the mid card, and losing. Yeah. It's just, what was the point of the last six months? Right. What was the point? You you were you were doing good. You have made someone. You genuinely made someone that everyone wrote off to be at that level, mm-hmm. and you've just gone back on it. I, it's it is baffling. Yeah, I I don't know what they're thinking is. Usually I can I can sort of go oh well they're they're thinking this because of that, but this this is indefensible. I know. I I I do not understand why you'd. Take a guy who is a top star and say, nah, mm-hmm. I'd much rather not make as much money, thanks. I'd much rather not have my fans be happy, thanks. Yeah. That's actively what they're doing. They're saying, we don't really care that you like this guy. We're just going to put him back where he was before. All of that goodwill that you had around WrestleMania, tough. Mm. We don't want it anymore. You're done. And he's back to being regular old Kofi. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks not only for Kofi, but it sucks for everyone who actually enjoyed him especially during that title run as well. Massive, massive shame. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing at all. Well, let's move on to uh, a pretty good video package, actually, with Tyson Mm -hmm. Fury and Braun Strowman. Uh, The the stuff from earlier this week where Braun attacked Fury at the Performance Center. Yeah. I quite like this uh, style of Braun Strowman's character. I, I think he's pretty cool at being a bit of a knob <laughs> yeah he's all right when he comes around and he's like oh you're in my ring now and he's like walking off and i was like oh that's cool all right i, I like this version of braun that's not just wow oh, i'm gonna break things when he's got a bit of personality to him and all that it's quite cool he feels more like a human as opposed yes. to this untouchable monster like his motivations are i want to be the best i am the best as opposed to oh, i'm monster i crush yeah yes. it's like the the hulk is this green rage thing or the Hulk is actually, you know, a, a three-dimensional character where he can think about stuff. Planet Hulk, Hulk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then I've written here, I much prefer WWE two-man booths. Okay. Because it cut to Corey and Michael Cole at ringside at this point. I thought, you know what, this is, it's still not great. No. But I much prefer this to just having a random person to fill either some diversity quota that WWE have given themselves and they just parrot nonsense stuff to them anyway or they just make noise yeah I much prefer a two man booth and then where is it later on oh yeah (laughs) do you take that back uh, yeah (laughs) Drew Gulak versus Kalisto the Lucha House Party come out and Cole says they just love to have fun that's Uh, the point of fun Everyone likes to have fun. Yeah. Moron. And I just thought, no, no, no. Never mind. 
Yeah. Still uh, hate Cole. Then we had Lacey Evans versus Cameron Connors. Mm-hmm. This was very good. This was very good. Yes. I enjoyed this thoroughly. So Cameron Connors, a local enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lacey comes out. It's just going to be a squash match. Initially, I was like, oh, I was enjoying Lacey getting over in longer matches. Yes. I think that was the way to do it. And Lacey cuts a promo saying she's not going to fight this, what does she call them? Nasty, probably. Nasties, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she got some local hometown heat. And she says, ring the bell referee and I'm going to walk away. Which is kind of like what her old walking gimmick was, but mm-hmm. she never wrestled. And she walks when I thought, oh, this is rubbish. Yeah. They're just going back to that. Mm-hmm. The referee's back's turned. Uh, the, the enhancement talent is just like looking around with her back to Lacey as well. Lacey runs in just as the referee's on eight. Woman's right. Boom. When the jobber's distracted. Three count. That was great. Really, really good. Yeah. Smart idea as well. And totally, genuinely subverted my expectations because mm. I thought she was just going to walk away and she was going to give herself a loss for no reason. And I was like, that makes no sense. And then as soon as the referee hit nine and then she ran back in, I was like, ah, oh, this is really good now. Yeah. And the women's right actually looked really good as well. I, I genuinely, I'm starting to like the women's right as a finisher. Yeah. I, it's It looks cool, honestly. It's because... She she's not punching in the rest of the match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like it it actually makes sense there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, Lacey Evans has been very very good this last month. Mm-hmm. Taking Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans off TV after Extreme Rules was a genius move because they both come back very very good. Yes, I think. Yeah, and I think they've always been good. They've mm. just been very, very overexposed. And I will say that Lacey wasn't as good as she is now. I think she's improved pretty much as soon as she's come up on the main roster to now. She's improved drastically. Mm. So I do think she was overexposed to that kind of main event Definitely. women's level straight away. But now she's had time to kind of <clears throat> formulate a character a bit more and be a bit more herself during her actual matches and promos and stuff. She's really starting to get over, I think. Yeah, and she probably learns a lot, Mm. even though I disagree with having a push to that level after WrestleMania as Becky Lynch's main opponent. She probably learned so much in those couple of months. Sure. And and some people don't learn, and they just just disappear. But to Evans' credit, she's obviously taken a lot of those lessons on board, and she's come back really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, Nikki Cross is saddled with just an awful character at the moment. Oh, God. She's got a title match against Bailey next week? When is it? It's soon. Don't know. Uh, It's definitely not a a crown jewel. Oh, that that much is for sure, yeah. And Nikki Cross is backstage. Michael Cole is sort of interviewing her from the announcer's desk. And, yeah, Nikki's just like, oh, I'm so excited to be here. What is her character? I don't uh, understand. She's really, really happy. But then when she comes out for her matches, why is she crazy? I don't know, Pete. I don't like Because I like crazy Nikki Cross. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really good as part of Sanity. Uh, me and Dave were talking about it last week because he's a big Nikki Cross mark and he really mm. likes her. So when she won the number one contendership match, she was like, oh, awesome, Nikki Cross. And I was like, eh, but it's main roster Nikki Cross. Yeah. <laughs> so she was great in Sanity. Great as a solo act in NXT. And as soon as she came to the main roster, she was paired with Alexa Bliss. And then she was like, no, oh, I'm just a normal person now. Like, what? Yeah, and then yeah. she was like, ah, oh, Mandy Rose is beautiful. So many girls are. This isn't a beauty pageant. This is Friday Night Smackdown. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I think her gimmick is getting cheap pops because she came out last week and she did an actual hometown cheap pop. She's like, right here in 
wherever it was, and did a little thumbs up to the crowd. So now I think she was trying to get a cheap bot by saying Friday Night Smackdown, like that. So I think that's a gimmick, is just being happy and doing cheap pops. Maybe they're like, oh, you can be ladder stage Mick Foley. Yeah. Because you're a crazy character, when what they don't realise is the reason latter stage McFoley works so well is that it'd been through the ringer as the serious crazy before then as Mankind and Cactus Jack. Yeah. Yeah, it does it doesn't work for me. It was it was one of the, the worst things on SmackDown yeah. for me. Not uh, great. Then we got the Firefly Funhouse returning, we've covered that. Drew Gulak took on Kalisto. This is where those Lucha House Party guys just love to have fun. They just love to have fun. Um, and Gulak got a mic and started doing his PowerPoint presentation shtick. His delivery is fantastic. He's so funny. Mm. He's, he's great. His comedic timing is, is perfect for my money. Unfortunately, they've misunderstood the appeal of the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Because he gets the PowerPoint up and it just looks like someone in WWE's graphics department has done it. So it's quite flashy in a lame way when really he should be getting up the, the infographic and it should be a pie, like really badly done clip art, a weird pie chart thing. looks mm-hmm. really, really corporate. Yeah. That's how he's going to get heat. Yeah. Not here is something that is, you know, looks naff in the wrong way. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, last week he attempted to do a PowerPoint presentation of how Strowman could win against Fury. And this week he's like, well, I've got a new one. Here's how Strowman can lose against Fury because Strowman beat me up last week and I don't like him anymore or whatever. Mm. Um, And then he doesn't even get to get to slide two again uh, because Kalisto cuts him off with a dropkick. But then Gulak actually got some offense in. Whoa, crazy. (laughs) Former Cruiserweight champion got in some offense. Um, He picks up Kalisto, looks like he's going to go and, you know, go for some crazy move and then Braun Strowman's music hits and he drops him and goes oh god Braun's coming to kill me Uh, but that distraction lets Kalisto hit the Salida del Sol for the win and then Braun comes in and he power slams Gulak it's actually a nice moment here where he picks up a mic goes to do a promo and the crowd start chanting one more time at him he goes alright and then he just picks up Gulak and does another one I was like hey it's nice when people actually listen to the fans it gives it a much more intimate vibe totally Um, it's like we had at the Ring of Honor show yesterday the crowd started trying it one more time at the thing and they actually did it and I was like hey isn't that nice when they actually listen to the crowd Um, and it helps Braun's character you were saying earlier how Braun felt more three dimensional mm -hmm. and that's a big part of it he's not this like 2D monster that's behind a screen just like how Cody said in that invisible wall that separates Mm -hmm. the fans from the ring sometimes in wrestling yeah it's like he feels like one of us and it's it's easier to get behind him yeah for sure um yeah he then delivers the promo saying that uh at least gulak deserves to be in the ring unlike you tyson fury uh and then he said he's gonna get these hands and he's gonna send him back to where he belongs these hands yeah those uh and he's gonna send him back to where he belongs mm-hmm. it was all right yeah I, th- I thought that it was good I'm still I'm still not super into Fury Strowman, no, but I don't I don't think anything they can do will really get me into it properly. So um, then we got Daniel Bryan coming out to do this pr- uh, like a it, it's not the the long awaited career altering announcement that we never got. Mm-hmm. It was is is he a baby face again? <laughs> that, that was that was literally what he asked him without actually saying those words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Cole wanted to know if the Yes movement was back, uh, so he came into the ring. Uh, because apparently last week at the end of the Nakamura match, of course, everyone was chanting yes, and Brian 
didn't did. do it along with them. Did shake hands with Roman Reigns though? Yeah, I th- yeah I thought that was the babyface. Yep, me but too. That look within within a character arc that makes total sense because that was one story. So yeah. like in Brian's mind, who's a, who's actually a really consistent character, down to Washington cheering him. Yeah, and he acts as a babyface there. Yeah, and not anywhere else when he was a heel. So in his character mind, I imagine. That was just with Roman Reigns because they had to team up to beat Rowan, who really, you know, broke his heart. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So now he's he's got to wrestle with, uh, and do I really want to get on board with all these people again with all the stuff I now believe? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I quite liked all this, actually. You not so much? Not so much, no. Just because normally I'm a huge fan of Pretty much everything Brian does. Mm-hmm. Face, heel, all the promos he cuts. He's always great. In this segment, I didn't really get like an emotional turmoil reading on his face. He just looked a bit disinterested at everything yeah. that was happening. And that kind of put me off a little bit. I was like, this feels very forced. It feels like they're just saying, no, guys, we've still got a face turn to do yet. And it's like, nobody already turned face. Mm. He turned face two weeks ago when they built up a handshake between between him and Reigns and he was looking around at the crowd was like, should I shake his hand? And then they built that up and then they shook hands and everyone went, way and he was like, yeah, I'm face now. And then the following week he came out and he saved Roman Reigns and teamed with him and shook his hand so he's still a face. And then they go, no, no, he's not face yet. But he is. You've already told the story. Just because he hasn't raised his hands like this doesn't mean he's not a face yet. I just, I didn't buy the story they were telling. Okay. I think that 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 was what it came down to. The but Nakamura and Zayn then come out, uh, and Zayn sort of gives him a choice. He says, "Look, you can go and be with these people, even though they don't believe what you believe." Then he say Nakamura's a vegan now. Uh, he said, "He said Zayn said I'm a vegan, right?" And then he said, "And Nakamura cares about the planet." They're We're just like you. Artists as yeah, well. Yeah, they're all artists. What a promo from Zayn. Yeah, yeah. What a great. treasure. He's, he's so great. good. Uh, Sammy offers his hand to Brian to sort of go back to the heelish ways, but Brian just walks through them and walks out, uh, not not revealing anything on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, well, I, we'll find out next week maybe. Yeah, I'm assuming in some sort of career-altering announcement. <laughs> I'm sure it will come out. Uh, then we got Nikki Cross versus Mandy Rose. This was... It, nothing. It was a nothing match. Um, thoroughly enjoyed Bailey on commentary. I thought she was great. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was a good heel on commentary. Um, I, I still don't think she's amazing. No, uh, I wouldn't say she is either. Like, I think Sasha Banks was was more of an amazing heel. Yep. Um, and this version of, of her talking is way better than the scripted promos. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was okay. It, the, the problem here, what annoyed me is I hate matches where the commentators do not care about them. Yeah. And they just talk amongst themselves. It's true. And it's a shame because the crowd were really into Nikki Cross's comeback. Mm. And the, I can hear all the crowd cheering Nikki on, but the commentators are talking about the, a completely Something different else, thing. Yeah. And it, it, it took me out and it, it got it grated on me quite considerably. Mm. That's fair. Um, I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Bailey just being like, yeah, like mm. I, I said what I said and I stand by that. And yes, there is a lack of passion and determination in the women's division. Why? I Do you know how many times I fought Charlotte Flair? And like stuff like that. Mm. It's like, oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Like there were some nice lines that she put in. I'm like, oh, I actually kind Damn. of 
you're kind of right. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I really like her when she's talking like that. Uh, Cross does make the comeback. She picks up the win with the neck breaker. And uh, Cole said, that could be Bailey soon. And then it cuts to Bailey, and she is giving Michael Cole the biggest death <laughs> stare you've ever seen. Just like, no. Um, yeah, and then they kind of stare off with Nikki Cross, her and her and Banks. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Yeah. It, was, it was a build, I guess. Just a little tease that this match is happening. I think it's a holding thing until I was Alexa say. Bliss gets to baby face it up against her. Yeah, wouldn't surprise uh, me. Then we had the Velasquez <laughs> Mysterio stuff. Oh, I think you're missing, sorry, the Ooh. Riyadh season grand opening parade. I didn't get this <laughs> on the version I watched. They mentioned about Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, and then they said, they with no context, they just said, here's a parade. Didn't tell you what it's for. Didn't say what it is. Riyadh season grand opening parade is on the side. You get these massive floats of Roman Reigns and The Undertaker going through the streets of Riyadh. No explanation, no commentary, a bit of music, some fireworks and crowds going, woo! And then it cuts back and they don't mention it again. What was that? What was it for? Why are they there? No one knows. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the Saudi Arabian sort of... They've got a lot of sports and stuff, and it's like it's like a couple of weeks of big events, with Crown Jewel being one of them. Mm-hmm. And this was the big parade to sort of get everyone amped up. Uh, but it also does look like a nightmarish vision of the future where Undertaker <laughs> rules the planet. <laughs> it looks so bad because yeah. the first thing I saw, because the first thing they show is this is this blow up Undertaker. And it looked like, from the camera angle they'd had it, it looked like it was just Undertaker standing there. And I was like, oh, Undertaker's already at, like, Crown Jewel. Is he going to do some, like, Mm. thing there? And, uh, no, then they kind of panned out, and it was just this massive float. And I was like, oh, well, what what am I watching? You mistook a crappy, (laughs) papier-mâché-looking Undertaker for the dead man himself. I mean, he's getting on a bit now. (laughs) Uh, But the main event was the match that was set up in the opening promo which was Cesaro, Nakamura, and Corbin versus Ali, Shawnee G, yep. and Roman Reigns. I liked how... Na- I felt Nakamura felt like a big presence on this show. He did, yeah. It was uh, nice. Yeah, nice yeah. to see your champion represented. I guess by default, because Brock's the other one. Mm. So by default, even when he's there, he's not really there. So by default, you've got your other champion, who must feel like a big deal. But he was in the Brian stuff, and he was in this stuff, and the opening segment. Correct. Multiple things he's got going on. The mid-card vortex lives on Yes, Corbin and Nakamura and Cesaro. Sucking them in. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was this started off as a normal match, uh, I'd say. But then but then it just got so good at the end. So good. The last was great. four or five minutes of this, where it's just... And WWE do this really well, the six-man tags, where it's just people running in. You hit a move. You hit a move. I hit my move. Counter, reversal, move, move, move. It's just bump and feed. Uh, It was really, really exciting. And the crowd had this monster pop when Roman Reigns got the hot tag. Mm -hmm. It was really nice to see. That was the most baby face over he's been in four years. Yeah. And I mean, in a the, match. the crowd were pretty hot for the rest of the match mm. too. Like when Gable was doing his comeback and Gable got a little yeah. bit of a hot tag sequence as well yes, to start yeah. with. Then when he started doing his comeback, trying to get the hot tag to Reigns, they came alive for that comeback as well. And then it culminated with that monster pop when Reigns got the hot tag in. This was really, really good. And there were some great spots as well. Like I started off with my notes. I was pretty tired at this point mm. um, because I, you know, watched it when I first get up in the morning. Um, 
and I was just writing things like Reigns and Corbin, Samoan drop, drive by, and then by the end of it, I'm like, Ali breaks it up, deep deep six, Gable hits a drop kick, Shinsuke hits a reverse this, and then yeah. there's like massive paragraphs of all these notes that I'm writing because I really got into the match. Um, there was a lovely bit with um, Shorty G and uh, and Nakamura, and they do this like mat wrestling stuff where they're constantly countering each other for about ten seconds. Mm. It's like I've got this holding you, no, I've got this holding you, no, I've got this hold, no, I've got this hold, and they just went back and forth for ages. It was so fun. My favourite duo was Reigns and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I thought they had a great sequence where yeah. it was so like uh, I think Reigns went for a spear and Cesaro did he hit an uppercut? He did pop up, yeah, pop up uppercut to yeah. that, and then it they bounced back and forth a bit, and then Reigns hit the spear, and then he he gave Ali the tag to hit the four fifty for the win, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Yeah, it was great. He's you know Ali get the. The standing in the ring, music's played. But wait a second, brother. Hulk Hogan's music's got <laughs> to close the show. Of uh, but yeah, uh, I it was. I yeah. What would what would you give the episode? I uh, gave it in my edited review that will be going out after this stream. I gave it a low smack bang in the middle. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, low smack bang in the middle. Because uh, I think it it wasn't bad enough. There wasn't stu- as as much stuff to warrant it being like a two out of five. Because there was a lot of things. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Main event was fun to close out the show. That Lesnar beatdown I really enjoyed. Lacey Evans is growing on me. I enjoyed like Bailey on commentary. There's little parts of pretty much every segment that I really like. It's not necessarily that I like the overall segment, but there's lots of little bits that I could enjoy mm. throughout the show. So again, not enough to warrant a high grade because it's only little parts of the show, not the overall thing. But there was a lot that he did actually enjoy in the show. So yeah, it was a lot of stuff was good in isolation. Yes, like the yeah. Firefly Funhouse was good mm. if you just ignore everything that came before <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, if you zoom out and think of the wider context of WWE, that's when it becomes very annoying. Uh, right, so we got one from Swaff Daddy Johnny D. Says, Swaff Daddy Johnny D. Hell yeah. Who says, all in capitals, how do you not address the funhouse being burnt down or anything? Smackdown stunk bad last night. Ugh. Thank God we have you guys. Oh, thanks very much. Well, thank you, Swaff Daddy yeah, we'll Johnny D. We'll get through it together. Yeah. That's what this is, really. People <laughs> think it's a review show, but it's actually just a counselling session for adult wrestling it's fans. It's a focus group, yeah. yeah. Uh, Buddy15301 said, With Bailey's heel transformation, does that mean Sasha will turn face for the Bailey Banks feud? Say that again? Uh, with Bailey turning heel, is Sasha going to turn face for the Bailey Banks feud? No, I think they'll stick together for Hopefully. A- as a heel act for a while. I, I want them to stay together for a long time. Yeah. Marcus Roman said, explain to me Cesaro's ring gear. What the frick? Oh, I, I, I guess he's going for that sort of... I don't know why I keep saying European. <laughs> it just it's European, feels European to is me. Is it because it's Cesaro? Yeah. And he is European. It just... He looks cool. He looks cool. And it's I, like, I like it. It's like he's got a belt on. Which is like not really wrestling gear, but it still works somehow. Mm, yeah. It's a strange look, but I like it. Um, Sebastian Alanis said, it's a shame that WWE can have a great product like NXT, but then have bad slash meaningless shows like the main roster. Did you see any of the WWE backstage stuff that no. went out immediately after I did SmackDown? Not, no. So Finn Balor had this excellent promo. Yeah. like a 
two minutes long where he's sitting down with Booker T and oh, Renee I Young. Watch that. Oh yeah, it's really good. And he compares like his reason for going down to NXT, going down to NXT. Um was that podcast listeners. He said that Raw and SmackDown is like Hollywood. They're the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. There's all these special effects. NXT is like Broadway. <laughs> There's nowhere to hide. Yeah. You know, you just exposed its raw. I thought, what a great comparison. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is a really good comparison. Uh, but I yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's an overproduced, Hollywoodized version. And it's, not, it's like Warner Brothers doing it, not even Marvel, uh, I would say. That's WWE compared to their indie uh, brands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve Winyard said, Cesaro's now a jobber, thumbs down. I wouldn't say it was a job, but he had a pretty good showing in this match, I'd say. And he lost to the combination of Reigns and Ali, which I don't think is a terrible deal. Yeah, I yeah, I I I I didn't feel like Cesaro looked bad coming out of all this. No. I, I think he looked you know, he did lose, but yeah. And he didn't look like a main event or anything, but mm. he didn't look like a jobber, I'd say. Yeah. I'm think like when I think of that main event, I think more of how much fun I had with the Cesaro Reigns stuff mm-hmm. than I did Cesaro being cheapened by losing. Yeah, because like you said, it took you know Reigns finisher and Ali finisher. Mm-hmm. So I think it was fine. Yeah, uh, Mercedes Bragg, who is my IRL friend, hi, uh, said you must address Shorty G by his true name, G Man. That was Hogan called him G Man, I think. Yo, G Man. Yo, G Man. Christ. <laughs> uh, James McCall said Crown Jewel is not cool. AEW is cool. <laughs> Hashtag Crown Jewel is not cool. I like that. <laughs> Uh, Zach Icon Littner said, where is the friend Dave? Unfortunately, he is away this week. He had a pre-existing arrangement that he had before he was even hired here. So uh, he had to go do that. Uh, Harley comes in to say, what about the what about the heel being the glove on show during the Firefly Funhouse holding Ramblin' Rabbit? Yeah. Then Bray saying, all you have to do is believe in the power of the before mercy interrupts. Hmm. Yeah, well, the, the heel stuff, I didn't notice it, but you did. Mm. Uh, that's such a great attention to detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, Canalelma Probabil. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> yep. Uh, Kofi's run is Zack Ryder's story on steroids. Kind of is, honestly. Cody's run? Kofi's run. Oh, Kofi's run, yeah. It's Zack Ryder's story, but on steroids. Yeah, yeah. Get organically over, get to the top, quote unquote, get massively over, have a big win, and then they just go, nope. Yeah. See you later. It's just... WWE want to push the guys that they want to push. Yeah. If if someone gets organically over that we like that they haven't already signed off on, there seems to be a, a definite sentiment of resentment to those people. Yeah. And any push that happens is is half assed. Let's be honest, because Kofi was never the main feature of SmackDown. Nope. And it will be over hard when it's finished. Yeah. Uh, Mark Flay says the Kofi stuff was the final straw a few weeks ago and hearing this further confirms it knew the pancake stuff was leading nowhere mm. yeah that pancake moment that I hopefully uh, <laughs> assigned to be a, some sort of character change maybe a heel turn I turns think, out to be nothing I think that's probably just Co- like Kofi's a smart guy oh yeah he's probably thinking well they're not scripting me into anything I've got to save some face so you know that's a good little way to yeah. do it as a, a nod to the fans that he is also frustrated, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got about 17 million Super Chats from Matthew Robinson. Good <laughs> God, that's a lot of them. Uh, it starts off with, It sucks with Crown Jewel that they won't do an all-women Smackdown. They have a good mm-hmm. they have good storylines to do a lot for a show. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it would have been a very good PR move. It's it just shows that WWE really only cared about that that whole women's evolution movement that they managed when they had Ronda Rousey on the books. Yep. It, it's quite transparent now that that wasn't really genuine. It was just a way to push Ronda and Stephanie more. Uh, because otherwise they would have done an evolution this year as well, I think. And exactly. Yeah, and they haven't. Uh, another one from Matthew Robinson said, uh, this show was filler and NXT is on fire. Yes, it is. This week's NXT was oh, spectacular. So good. Yeah, the ramble will be up tomorrow for, for that. <laughs> Try new things. NXT review was last <laughs> night, by the way. It was supposed to be tomorrow. But... Uh, yeah, I'm going to do a live stream on Monday, just me, mm-hmm. asking everyone, hey, what is your ideal schedule? Because we're always trying to guess when people want to watch stuff and what's actually physically doable on our end. So we're just going to cut out the middleman and us guessing and, and have a have a big old, can't say brainstorm, mind, mind map. map. I'm going to mind map it, bring a whiteboard in here. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, another from Matthew Robinson. Kofi can't compete because they made Brock versus UFC guys. They should bring up Matt Riddle since all wrestlers is no match for Brock with the Kane story. That almost made sense. Yeah, I, I think Matt. They want Matt Riddle down in NXT for a while. Keep him there for a bit. He's a genuine draw for them. I think. Plus, they've been building that epic Goldberg feud. Yeah, he did. He did a jackhammer on this week, Ooh. and the, and the crowd started chanting Riddle, Riddle, like <laughs> Goldberg. It was great. Uh, Matthew Robinson again said WWE have underestimated how good of a character and champion Leo Rush is he's great in NXT right now I've always liked Leo Rush Mm -hmm. and what seemed to have gone down with him on the main roster you know the stuff that he said in interviews is just like I I think that there's still obviously a a quite toxic working environment in WWE oh yeah yeah. yeah. Where seems, it's still very much way. tied to the old days of you have to do this for the older stars and you have to carry their luggage. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Let's put it in the past. Exactly. Um, I'm going to try and do the rest from Matthew Robinson first and then I'll do the others because there's a lot. <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Robinson you, Matthew. says, Ollie, welcome to the Wrestle Talk live house that Pete Chopper Whopper built. <laughs> <laughs> you should make my show. Ollie. You should make that part of your interview. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> The house that Chopper Pete built. Uh, Matthew Robinson. Uh, Matthew Robinson again. Chop it down. <laughs> chop it down. Chop it down. Get a chop it down chant in the chat. Please just stop. Chop it down. Stop giving me chop extra gimmicks. Down. I have so many gimmicks already. Uh, Matthew Robinson said, "Happy birthday, Ollie." It's not my birthday. It is now. So. Let's get some happy birthday Ollies in the chat, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah, here come let's the chop it down. Let's in the turn chat. the tables. Look at all the chop it downs. <laughs> Matthew Robinson again, hopefully for the last time, because that's a lot of money you've given us. Christ. Uh, it's weird how AEW feels like it is on a whole different level from WWE. Um, that, that's NXT is, is very, very good as well at yes. the moment. I mean, that freaking uh, done Keith Lee, Dijak match. When, when Lee and Dijak are like, no, we're going to do this Strong, in the ring. Not done. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when when Lee and Dijak are like, we're going to do this in the ring. That is... It's a beautiful little sequence, that. That's up there with Cody's MJF scarf punch. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But AEW is... You're totally right. Um, a lot of people are kind of accusing us of being... On AEW's uh, On AEW's side. Mm. I think it's quite clear that we're just 
we're not. We're, we're, we just you just like AEW because like those the first show you can go back. We were we were actually more critical than most people yeah. of AEW. Uh, so yeah, I think we we are we are subjective with our own opinions, but we're not like that. Tribalism doesn't exist in our team. I would mm-hmm. say like if if AEW is bad, we'll call it out for it. Same with WWE. Yeah, and when we had that pretty mediocre episode of NXT last week. Laurie and I said, hey, this isn't that good. (laughs) It goes both ways. It's either AEW and WWE. We praise it when it's good and don't say it's very good when it's bad. Uh, Marcus Roman said, I love when Chopper Pete rages, waiting for that moment that he will flip the table. This makes my morning. (laughs) I don't think I would. I'd probably break a lot of things. You'd do that, wouldn't you? You'd chop it down. Chop it down. Chop it down. Chop it down the middle. Um... Right, let's skip all the other ones from Matthew Robinson because I've already read those. Uh, new punk, uh, new punk rants, new punk rants. Almost said. Uh, imagine thinking WWE is better than AEW. LMAO. Some people, hey, each to their own. If you like WWE, you know some people might like. You know, they're lifelong WWE fans. That's what wrestling is to them. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, Kush Renada said, as a fan and minority, it really hurts how they threw away Kofi's push and fall from the title picture. Yeah, I, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. As, you know, straight white males, uh, I don't think we can quite relate to that kind of struggle that Kofi's gone through and the significance it had for a lot of people. But to have it thrown away just as a fan mm. sucks at our end, so it must yeah. be even worse for, you know, for people who relate to that story. And to, to sort of... That paired with just Byron Saxton, who who came into his own on commentary, oh, he did, didn't he? For that storyline, mm-hmm. for him to just also be dropped at the same time, it's it's yeah, yeah. Uh, Sterling Van said, "My subscription ends tomorrow." From the whole fiend thing, I really hate how wow. I want to show my displeasure, but NXT is so good. Also, they he's, I think he's saying, "I don't know." He just uh, says, "My subscription ends tomorrow." I think they might be undecided. It's like, I want yeah. to show my displeasure, but also NXT's so hey, good. I, I, yeah, show your displeasure by just tweeting around. I, I think the network is supremely good value. It's just, incredible, just, isn't like, it? NXT, uh, the takeovers alone, but man, that archive. The archive like, is that's, insane. That's what, that's, that's what I do in my... That's my comfort watching. Yeah. Just watching old ECWs, you mm-hmm. know? For me, it's normally old takeovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, New Punk Rants again said 2019 WWE equals 1999 WCW. It's actually awful. AEW for life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, so at uni, uh, mm. everyone used to, there were different colleges. Uh, I was in Digby Stewart College and everyone used to chant. We were there for one week. You know, mm-hmm. It's the first week of uni. Digby Stewart, Digby for life, Digby for life. And I'll be like... Dig V till I graduate. Dig yeah. Till, like, saying AEW for life, I, I imagine you did it ironically or in jest or probably yeah. not 100%, but tribalism is a thing and it's, you know, it's not the most intelligent way to live your life. Correct. So basically, you're just saying he's an idiot. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm saying don't tie yourself to one brand because, yeah. I was just kind of digging that hole yeah. for you, <laughs> trying to see if you could get you out, get yourself out of it. Uh, the Grizzly Gentleman uh, said, Balor looks like a brute after two weeks on NXT. Pac, Mox, oh, and Jericho look like megastars on AEW. I can't watch WWE as break my it breaks my heart to see talent wasted. Yeah, that is, is really sad, especially just what they've done to Chad Gable. Like, just cool. making him... Saddling him with stupid gimmick after sh- like different layers of the same stupid gimmick. 
I don't know what he's going to come out with next week. Like, will he will he come out with his shoes on his knees? Oh, God. Oh, and just no. do, like, a tiny person walk thing? Oh, God. Like that, a 2K20 glitch? That might 20 be glitch. the line. Yeah like, yeah, like a 2K20 glitch. Speaking of, we've got a compilation of 2K20 yeah. glitches. It's going to be going up tomorrow that Ollie and Simon and Laurie react to the compilation. Mm. I gathered... Uh, some of the best glitches out there on the expanse of the internet. Got them all in one place, and I sat Ollie and Laurie and yeah. Simon down and said, watch these. So then we recorded their reactions to it, and it's going up tomorrow. It was really, it was really fun. It it's, fun. And, and it's given me nightmares. <laughs> Some of them are horrifying. That Becky Lynch one. Oh. <laughs> it's great, because it's double-layered, because I put up the, the picture, <sighs> and then you realize it's a GIF, and it moves. Oh, <laughs> and then there was disgusting. a double reaction. It was great. Uh, Frisco Flame said uh, WWE All Women's Event on December the 5th in Jacksonville. What was that? Sorry, where? Uh, December 5th, Jacksonville, WWE All Women's Event. I haven't heard anything about it. No, but I haven't either. Maybe if you want to Google live on air, we WWE could... WWE uh, All Women's, all women's event. event. December 5th. Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. Up with something. Uh, yes, this was announced three hours ago. All Women's WWE NXT Event. Yeah. Is that slightly different? Let's have a look. Um, that doesn't say anything about it, does it? Post this oh, here we go. It's the second one. Shayna Baszler appeared at last night's NXT live event in Jacksonville and announced that the December 5th live event from Jacksonville will be an all-women's event. So, huh. so yeah, presumably so I think it's an, an NXT, NXT one. NXT yeah. all-women's show. Which, in fairness, that's going to be a cracking show because currently the NXT women's division is Top lit, love it. Kids say it's. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other street words, kid-friendly words. Anywho, uh, finally we've got Jivanshu Jua who said, "Please, Ollie, stay for SmackDown and Happy Birthday. Chop it down." <laughs> well, I don't work Saturdays usually. No, that's it's Dave. A, that's a Dave. one-off. It's yeah. Dave's job. So I've got some emails. Ooh. If you'd like to read them with me as long as they're not just for you and dave most of them are in mm. fairness shall i um, answer as dave shall i try and do a dave impression try and do a dave that's fine okay pete <laughs> um because he speaks in a very clip way and he's going to speak like this that's my that's <laughs> okay. my dave impression i'm going to make sure dave listens to this yes uh <laughs> we got an email here from uh tucker who comes in to say, Dear Pete and the Russell Talk boys, my name is Tucker and I've been a long-time listener, but this is my first time emailing in. I'd like to start off by saying that all of my initial opinions for you were all negative, and looking back on them, I was wrong. Over the years of listening <laughs> to the podcast... you said wrong. Yeah. The week we've had, Pete, <laughs> I thought you were just going to read me hateful stuff. <laughs> Over the years of listening to this podcast, I've seen and heard the new voices, and it's taken time for me to adjust. At first, it was just wacky Ollie waving his arms and screaming at the camera about the poor booking of WWE. Then Luke joined the party, and I was a little taken aback. The voice was different. This voice wasn't Ollie. I didn't like him, but I but I gave him a chance, and he became one of my favorites. Then Laurie joined again. He was different. <laughs> he wasn't Luke, so I didn't like him, but he grew on me, and I accepted him and enjoy his views. Then you came around Chopper Pete and once again you were different and I wasn't sure how to handle the new voice that wasn't Ollie, Luke or Laurie. But I've accepted you and you are now one of my favourites and I enjoy all the videos you're a part of. Now to Dave, obviously if he was here. I feel like I must give you the obligatory I hate you because you're new comment. However, I know this will change and I will learn to love you all equally. Thank you for your consistently consistent content and for making my daily routine enjoyable with your reviews and opinions. Apologies for long email. Thanks again, Tucker. So what you're saying there is... <laughs> You hate me right now. 
That is a terrible Dave impression. Yeah. I'm in not fairness, really any impression. In fairness, I can't do a better one. Go on, do a better one. Uh, try. See, we did we did a, a, a funny thing before, back when we were you know had our own YouTube channels and stuff. Mm. I went to stay around his house once, and we did a video together. And I started off the video wearing his glasses, doing his like normal introduction bit. Um, but honestly, I can't remember what his intro is now. It's been a while since I've watched one of his videos. Hi, I'm Dave. So I can't do it. Isn't no, it? no, it's not. Hi, I'm Dave. Press because, the thumbs up button. Because he doesn't. No, because he he, does, he doesn't play to the algorithm, Ollie. I know. I know. I know. It's like your sweet, biggest nightmare. Sweet algorithm. Yeah. Oh, man. I've had six months of injecting that algorithm in my veins. <laughs> and I'm just coming out of the haze and realizing that I've wrecked so many relationships. <laughs> uh, we, I'll do one more uh, email. Uh, we got one from uh, Geo here. Um, who said, Hello, Pete, Ollie, Luke, Fakador, Dave, Simon, Val, the guy with the brain voice, but no hello to you, Andy. Uh, <laughs> I, I sent this some time ago. Luke never read it out, you dastardly heel. So I decided that Pete, my favorite member of the group, <sighs> hell yeah, a basic choice, uh, would do. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, also, uh, as you have a mate, wait, what? Also, as you have a mate, brackets, housemate Simon. Oh, uh, yeah. There is also the friend Dave. I think he's trying to say you've got a mate and you've got a friend. Right. Okay. I wanted to put on my request to become El Amigo del Wrestle, uh, de Wrestle Talk. With that hmm. being said, I leave you with my original email. Um, I hope this mail finds you well and wishing all a nice day. I've been trying to email you for a while, but I'm, but I'm pretty shy of my grammar since English is not my first language. However, I found a perfect reason to email since I just remembered that four years ago, one of my favorite wrestlers ever, El Hijo del Perro... Aguayo? Wow, I would probably that butcher that Alberto one. Alberto Del Rio's uh, brother. I don't know. Say, um, say the name again, I'll Elijo slowly del Google it. Ag- El- it it's, oh, the translation is the son of the something dog, but I don't know what Aguayo means. There's my rudimentary Spanish coming through. Uh, I'm getting a lot of dog the bounty hunter if I Hold type on. the son of the something dog. <laughs> <laughs> El- um. Anyway, El Hijo del Perro Aguayo, uh, they passed away in the ring during a match against Rey Mysterio. Oh, God. Um, and they said that was four years ago that that I mean, happened. Okay, yeah, so Del, Rio, Del Rio's brother is El Hijo... El Hijo... El Hijo de, los ca- de Dos Caras. All right. Yeah, yeah, that one. I guess so. Yeah. Um, he said, uh, I knew him when he came to my city. Uh, there's a lot of Spanish in here. Quere <laughs> etaro in Mexico. Uh, and get to take this picture and chat a bit with him. This photo is from 12 years ago. He was a great person and really kind and inspired me to get into wrestling. I lost a lot of interest in the sport for a long period of time, but since coming across you guys, I've sparked that light again. Thank you all so much for your hard work. I really consider all of you friends. Aww. Know that I will faithfully support WrestleTalk. Also, I have a joke and a question for you. What does Rusev and Screenstalker have in common? Hmm. They both like to play, watch other people play with Lana. So, mm. They're watching. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> also, there's a question about Pokemon. You can answer that. Come you on, know a little bit about up. Pokemon. It's, it's If you could have a Pokemon, which one would you have and why? Oh, I yeah. thought it was going to be more like a trivia. Not like Pokemon not like question. a not like a. If I could have one as a one. pet. Mm. Oh man. Well, I've got. I'm so basic with this. Please Pika- don't say Pikachu. Pikachu. I hate you it's so much. It's the cutest one. It's not Pikachu. It's ob- ob- objectively not the cutest, but yeah. What's the cutest? I'm gonna show you right now. Tie between two. Here you go. You better not show me that egg one. 
<laughs> Look at him. Oh. This is a Pokemon called Stuffle. He's literally a stuffed bear. He's got a label on his butt because he's like a little stuffed toy. Oh, little Stuffle. He's the cutest. Uh, Don't show Val that. She'll melt. <laughs> she, she will melt. There's also this boy. Look at him. He's cute as hell. Yeah, it's cute. I mean, Stuffle, Stuffle's cute. Stuffle is the greatest. But Pikachu's also cute, man. I think you're just saying that because I'm it's the very popular choice. I have biased opinions. Anyway, we have the photo uh, oh, right, with, yes. with El Hijo del Perro mm. Aguayo. I don't know how to say it. Um, but yeah, they said the photo was from 12 years ago, which is really, Whoa. really cool. Do you know 12 in Spanish? Hold on, give me a second. That's 10. Onte Dothe. Dothe. Right? I think so. Uh, I, I just want to do a quick shout out to mm. Wrestle Talk viewer, one of our top guys, one of the lovely time with the boys, Adam Pearson. Oh, he's awesome. Whose film is out in the UK now. Oh, awesome. On Friday. Chain for Life. Yeah, Chain for Life. I was going to try and talk about this on the show with Dalton Castle oh, and that been good. Matt Taven. That was derailed. Yeah, no, didn't happen there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's out now. There's a screening at the ICA tomorrow in London uh, with with Adam. He's going to be doing a Q and A, so go and get tickets for that. Sweet. But yeah, Change for Life. Watch the trailer. It looks really really good. Mm -hmm. Adam's awesome. He's in it. So proud of him. He's great. Yeah. I love Adam. He messaged me being like, "We should go for a beer sometime." I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." You're Just not you. you're not invited, mate. What the hell? <laughs> Why is he going to you and Datsun all the time? Because we're great, uh. obviously. Anywho, I think that's probably what, all we've got time for on this yeah, podcast, got I reckon. Show we've now, got a show. We? Uh, well, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. It's actually going to be me and Ollie are going to be back on Tuesday doing the Raw review because Luke is in Japan now. Uh, I guess we probably should have opened up by saying Dave's not here today because <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he had a thing. Uh, that was already arranged before he even started working here. So yeah. he's away for this one. But he'll be Part back next timer. week. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for listening. I love you all. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 